Everybody there in TV land. <laughs> this is the Iron Maiden show. This is the theme song of my friend Greg. I think we already said that. We paused for a moment. Oh, did we pause for a moment? Yeah. And, uh, so and we're back. Discuss the family of numbers. That is one of the things that um, and, uh, I have come to discuss. But uh, I was making some mental mental notes about the whole thing and I've been thinking about you can sit back if you just pull the mic back with it yeah I've been thinking about um, the numbers and we're really going to discuss the the tarot and numerology uh, dialectic numerology which is just uh, you know it's one through nine and zero no fractions <laughs> or anything like yeah. uh, like and, that and reducing or, greater numbers to yeah, those first nine numbers um, but 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 we do uh, the rudimentary one through nine and zero and their symbolism. Uh, But one of the first things I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, a lot of people use tarot uh, for um, divining or seeing to a future and I've studied it in mer- many and various different ways. And uh, really when I was <clears throat> thinking about it, it really is a map of the psyche more than anything. And I think people need to, in a yeah. sense, demystify it. Yeah. And break it down to uh, that it is a psychological... Technology. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. And... um. Uh, tarot, as it, as it goes back, most people like. Well, I'll just ask you, Matthew. Where where do you think the tarot originated from? The official stories that I that I've found and read usually say like uh, around the you know eleven hundreds, twelve hundreds, in Europe. But I'm, I'm sure it went. It goes back mm-hmm. probably before uh, cards and printing even. Uh, well, probably as archetypes that were spoken about in stories or or. Uh, you 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 practice the shoshu. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and with that, you have belts and different animals, uh, styles that you learn, that sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and pardon me. And there's a method to the schooling. Yeah. That goes with it. And in my research, uh, I have a p- hypothesis that the tarot deck is actually probably one of the first books of science that was given to the planet. And it is such a genius body of work i mean the, the records actually show the reason i bring up shoshu and yeah. karate is because i believe that these were mystery schools and that their your major arcane in the deck was much like belts and karate yeah and all those were well, said to have come from uh, from egypt as well well 
Egypt and as we're looking, most likely Mesopotamia and the Fertile yeah. Crescent yeah. Uh, could be much older. Older. The uh, as we're unraveling a lot of the mysteries and discovering all these pyramids under the oceans and under yeah. the uh, melting ice caps, and yeah. we're realizing that you know there was a technology that was here before that we're just now realizing that our yeah. history is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. And what we've been told and and uh, what we what we think we're relearning every day, and we're discovering and. It <clears throat> And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up because it, it, my hypothesis is that the tarot deck has been copied over and over again, and it was a method of teaching. Uh, a, like probably the oldest school book known to humanity, far dating farther back than any religious writings that we have. Yeah, dating far farther than Beowulf. And our earliest, our earliest forms of writing. I mean, when you think about it, if we're, we're talking about going all the way back to the city of Ur. It's, it's such an easy to understand format for such a wide, wide variety of aspects, not just of psychology, but of, of life, you know, kind of made manifest around us. And, and that's the, such a simple, self-contained, holographic little book. Exactly. You know, these nine numbers and that just continue to unfold, expand and, and unfold infinitely in so many different ways to, uh, you know, for so many sub aspects and specialized little compartmentalized aspects of these major archetypes. It yes. really is like a holographic but, book. And the very interesting thing that we're going to discuss more of is how we can continually add to that book wow. by our perception. Wow. And that's what makes it a timeless and definitely holographic, definitely Parallel dimensional, yeah. Um, yeah. which connotes a real high intelligence in the construction of them. Uh, what would well, appear people to didn't me, used to have TV. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, you know, but also uh, the the fundamentals of science are yeah. are in it. You've yeah. got the numbers. You've got the elements. Yeah. You've got correlations to our solar system. Yeah. And then. You have the Kabbalah, which falls exactly. entirely over it. Now, we know the Kabbalah being Jew, Jew, Jewish mysticism may be even as old as the tarot deck itself. Most of the, uh, the so-called Hebrew systems were taken from the Egyptians, maybe not even taken, but borrowed or, or learned from. Which, again, would lead us to Egyptian Mesopotamia. Schools, yeah. Um, yeah. Or even, I really think it's a civilization that predates most of the archaeological records we have so far, except maybe exactly. Gobekli Tepe. And really the pyramids, but I think the pyramids, they, I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, modern, quote unquote, modern Western archaeologists really are being transparent or, well, or you know, have the right idea about the age of the pyramids. Not to diverge, yeah. but I will because you raise a very in, in, interesting topic about how they're not allowed, like say you were an archaeologist and you're trying to make it in the field of archaeology, you cannot declare if you find an object that's out of place that d you have to subscribe to the people funding you. You do, so and you have you to not cannot, rock the boat in order to and be they able to publish fire papers you in, in order second. to work in the field. It's crazy. Uh, they will fire you. And so there you've got your lost and out-of-place artifacts. Just, yeah. Uh, things that people found at a certain, but they're not allowed to even acknowledge them. A lot of them in coal beds. A lot of them are like fossilized mm -hmm. footprints in coal beds. And, and these, uh, all these things. Human yeah. footprints next, next to dinosaur footprints in coal beds. Uh, Man-made, seemingly man-made objects in, in beds of coal that are... Mm -hmm hundreds of millions of years old. Yes. It's not inconceivable that it could go back that far. But, you know, I mean, 
even now we are proving, and I hate to diverge even more, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, even no, now, that's what, that's what this is about. It's like let's <laughs> we're just go, here's the hole. We're like, go way out. Let's though. get into the path and like start going on that path. Yeah, and um, like, we'll get back to the other one. Let's face it. Uh, when we come down to talking about something like uh, Einstein and his theories on time travel, uh, and now the things we're discovering with quantum mechanics and discovery of parallel universes these things are being talked about as very serious and very real yeah and if that's the case then yeah we're finding old artifacts places they shouldn't be that that should increase the more aware we become that would be cool of parallel universes well it could be cool or it could be a total nightmare could be cataclysmic true uh these things if these parallel universes cross or the opposite side is that they already have crossed and that we are constantly being that changed in the universe with every moment that we're alive. Yeah. Uh, this is as reflected, and I'll bring us back around, in the tarot deck. Beautifully done. Uh, and I think that the, those, the way the brain thinks, the way we think in time and space, it's all there. And we're going to talk about the numbers. We're going to talk about the nine families. Yeah. We're going to talk about solar calendars. And we're going to talk about lunar calendars yeah. and how they affect us. Yeah. And uh, I wish we could have people call in and ask us questions because I'd love to have input. Well, eventually we could do a, uh, like an email thing. But, you know, Maybe there's a lot of knowledge we're going to touch on. We could I'm, do a live texting with our yeah, friends. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor or, uh, you know, PhD in any of this, but I've been studying for years. Yeah. And I hear things, you know, I go on the street, I make moves, <laughs> you know, I know things. I got Excellent. eyes. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. You know, but we're going to just touch on the, and we're, the idea here is to raise some questions. And, you know, no matter what it is, I think you've got to look at it as a mirror. That it is only a reflection and that you can't give it all too much energy because at the underlining, like Socrates said, you know, there comes a time when you got to take all the books and throw them on the fire and go out and live. Yeah. Because it's not all about being caught up in the numbers and 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 the symbols and the symbolism yeah. and that that can become a prison yeah. unto itself and lead you down a path of insanity. You definitely have to throw all the papers up in the sky. Yeah. But right now we're gonna put them together and try and make some order out of them, and then we'll throw them up in the sky later. Excellent, excellent. So where would you like to start? Well, I think, uh, Abby, uh, I'll ask you, when you think of, uh, we're going to talk about the numbers one through nine and um, the archetypes that are associated with them. So yeah. uh, for those of the, uh, those that would think of symbolism, uh, so what I'm going to use you as a general person and say, you know, what do you think of when you think of the number one? Unity. Wholeness. Hmm. Uh, everything. The oneness of the universe, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The power of the raised fist. Um, yes. You yeah. know, the, that one. Also, yeah. the self. Yeah. The first. Yeah. The best. The alpha. These are things we, we all on this planet all see as the number one, and we do not need to speak the same language to see these things universally. Yeah. So when I say number two, what do you think of? Uh, union. 
duality. Um, male, female. Male, female. Yeah. Night, like day. All, all the duality. On, yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. The duality of the universe. That yeah. also. Oscillation. That also is archetypically pretty much what any person you talked about yeah. would come to. Yeah. You know, they'd be saying on, off, male, female. Yeah. Um, number three. What sort of things come to mind? Uh, the Trinity, and not not meaning the Christian Trinity, but meaning like the spiritual Trinity: body, mind, spirit, uh, family, the beginning of family, um, geometry, <laughs> because of the triangle. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, three is a magic number, and um, I love three, that three song. is one Every of the, yes, three is a magic <laughs> number. Uh, there are a lot of things that show with three uh, in the tarot deck that highlight it as being uh, a very important number. Uh, and I think you hit it when you said family. I consider three to be the number of family because you have man, woman, and their offspring. Yeah. And that's three. So that is the, the trinity, yeah. you know, uh, the, the real trinity. And uh, so... Uh, and then, uh, you know, number four, uh, coming after the three type of things that people might think of, it gets more complicated. The directions. And the ar archetypes, the directions, but there, uh, there you go. The directions. The elements. The, the first seasons, the basic seasons, elements. Yeah, the seasons. seasons. Quarters, you know, four. Mm -hmm. Having mm -hmm. four quarters to things, things containing. Yes, the cycle of the nature. <laughs> what, do you think of, what do you think of when I say four? Well, I think of things uh, that are four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that sense. That was awesome. That's true. A little um, self-referential. Yeah, but that, uh, well, that is the basis of studying the numbers. Yeah. You look at them and you try and give them meaning. Yeah. Not only like numerologically, yeah. but what we're trying to do is attach a psychological personification mm -hmm. that allows us to even integrate our feeling and psyche that much more to actually become the number. So... Number four, the four elements, very much so. Yeah. Uh, in the tarot deck, you're looking at the basis of science. In, the, in one through four, yeah. fire, water, air, earth. Yeah. And then, of course, the fifth element, which is the etheric. Yeah. Or it's given other dominion in other cultures, yeah. like wood or iron or things like that. But mm -hmm. I, I'm going to go with the, with the etheric. Yeah. Some have been like the magnetic, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Uh, we're going to save that realm, take the magnetic and the wood and the iron and all of that. We'll put that together. We'll call that etheric. Awesome. And uh, those are your five, five primary elements. Uh, a thing about the uh, five primary elements is there's, is the magical equation that comes with that. And it, it goes like and this is what I'm talking about, about there being different symbols throughout it in different forms throughout the tarot. And I'll, I'll get to why this applies to the deck afterwards, but the magical equation or for the charm of making, if you will, in any thought or decision that a human makes, there is fire and water, of course. And uh, there is a debate which one of those was the first. Was it water? Was it fire? We settle on fire being the first element. 
probably because we just don't know. It, it could be water. We don't know, but we have, someone has to start. We yeah. know it's not air and we know it's not earth Yeah. in, in the thought of it, but basically fire, probably fire because of the heat. Fire is symbolic of your soul Yeah. in the tarot deck. It's well, that makes sense too because the, the singularity, you yes. know, where there will be all consciousness, all right. love. Right. And that's really light, which is, you know, kind of a co-aspect and of the fire. Yeah, and the, the uh, ace, uh, all the aces uh, pertaining to the first element or the family of the one. Yeah. And the soul is where you truly resonate from. It's what you truly are. Water, which would be num number th two, the second element, is emotional state yeah. of being and symbolized by cups yeah. in the tarot deck. Like fire is symbolized by wands. Yeah. They represent spirit. Cups symbolizes water, which is emotion, yeah. your emotional state. Yeah. Then three, you know, fire and water, what happens is you get the steam, the air yeah. is what is created. So the next element is written and air is thought gotcha. representing your, your actual ways of looking at things or cognating what it is you're perceiving or the decision you're about to make. Yeah. Then what comes then is the place in which you create it. You have to have this, the ashes and the water and the mud come together and that's earth. Yeah. That's the grounding. The ground. You've got those yeah. four elements. The but there's the unseen element that ties them all together. Yeah. And that is the fifth element, is that etheric. And that etheric, it, it binds all of the others together. It is the way they interact with each other. It is, yeah. it is the, the giving, the creating it, and the giving to the universe. So when you make a decision, the magical equation is as follows. You feel with your soul. You, you resonate with truly what you are and is it true for you. Then you put your heart to it, which is your emotion, to feel it, your passion. Then you make the thought yeah. of the action. Yeah. And the, the earth would be that action. The actual doing of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the fifth would be the rendering it Bam. Out, out into the universe. Perfect. And that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah, really um, and, and then as we get higher in the numbers, six would be the place in which it was released. Okay. And seven would be the action that came from it once it was released. Wow. Eight would be the perfection of it coming to its full maturity. And nine would be its falter or its degradation or its return to the nothingness to the etheric gotcha. um, and that I just extrapolated a whole bunch without no, that going was into such numbers. a beautiful flow but um, that is the, f the flow of the nine families because ten is really one back to one you know yep. and there is a zero but there and the beginning of the next cycle exactly yeah. and but each of these are, and and all that we do, good, bad, or whatever, the premeditation and the cogn cognizant spirit and heart emotion coming together before you even think anything yeah. is paramount 
to understanding how we think even if you're insane. You, this is like the heart of mental uh, delusion, how people put their thoughts together. Gotcha. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They're so overpassioned. Understood. And yeah. the spirit is so demented and deformed that yeah. the thoughts are compounded into creating insane action. A lot of times it seems like people, the, the difference between technically sane or insane people is how much they're trapped in their own thoughts and believing their own, the bullshit that their mind is creating. Exactly. The part, you know? Exactly. I think we all have wacky thoughts and, and good thoughts, bad thoughts, and just straight goofball thoughts. Well, yeah. But it, it's what happens after the thought, like if there's an actualization or turning toward or turning away from, you know, for me, it's not even a turning away from, it's just like whatever brain and, and just behaving well and moving my body properly regardless of the thoughts. And I think that's what really separates people who are sane from those who are mm -hmm. insane. Well, the, you know, and to take know. it back to <laughs> dementia when parallel universes to bring that back in, talking about insane people, a lot of people may be living in two places at the same time or Very more. And well, in a lot of indigenous cultures and cultures that have extant shamanic and other outlets, there's no schizophrenic people because there's actually a, a I won't even say there's no schizophrenic people, but that you don't see the uh, as much of the outward manifestation of, of, of totally deranged mental illness because there's places for those people. Even in India, they have the Naga Babas. Yes. You know, which is just like if you want to be naked and eat corpses and get high all the time, then you're holy and we got a spot for you. Just smoke some of that weed to Shiva and then you're good. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, well, all this permittable to a level will be tolerated by the tribe mentality. Yeah. Un until you start hurting, killing people or yeah. killing children or yeah. any of those things, you will be taken out of the equation. Rightfully so. And bound one way or another, but we yeah. digress with that. My point was is that we're talking about formulas of thinking. Yes. Or a, a formula of making a decision or the yes. formula of creation. Yes. Um, so talking to go back to a little bit about the numbers, uh, numbers implied on the tarot deck, if you took a tarot deck, and you took your court cards out, which is your, your rather your major arcane, which is zero to twenty-one. Okay. Uh, the fool to the universe or judgment, um, and you um, and you break them down dialectically into their families. So the dialectic means like if it was twelve, you add the one and the two and make it three, and that goes into the third family so there, there are only yeah, those nine number or ten numbers the, that everything falls between the numbers between one and nine and that finds its family and uh, I suggest to anyone to take a tarot deck and do this yeah. break it down and do you, do you have one here I have yeah. I have several here okay. um, but I'm going to run upstairs. I want you to continue for just a second. I'm going to run upstairs super fast and grab one myself so I can have one to reference. On oh, this well, here, I have one for you. Oh, perfect. There we go. The, the thing really that we're looking at is when you break them down, and I'm just going to read off uh, my uh, oh, that's cool. My scheduling. Whoa. Um, this one's dark. Yeah. Oh wow! So, this one's cool. Yeah, that's a great. It's a great. There, uh, there's an a, 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 a hand drawn a, a hand drawn picture of an owl 
with a rainbow sword. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Oh, Ace of Swords, a a rainbow snake entwined like a figure eight around a sword. Yeah, they're very cool. Ah, lots of rainbows. Okay, let's. uh, This is the nine families as they as they stand. Okay, Uh, number one. Well, no, no, no. We start with zero, or we can end with zero, but we'll start with it. Zero is the fool. It is everything and nothing. It is the place where, probably closest to etheric in a lot of ways, it is the place where everything happens. It is the nothing and the place where everything is born, and that is the fool. When the fool comes up, it represents that emptiness, that, that innocence and the new beginning, when something is nothing. And it is a, there's a lot to meditate there. That's why the fool, it's, it's hard to say. It, it's everything and nothingness and space, the time and the continuum and the, the void, yeah. the great void yeah. that cannot be ignored. We, ha- we have to give it a name even though it is nameless. nameless. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we do our best. So that's, that's zero. Um, the great thing of no name. There's no, nobody calls you. <laughs> Hello. Wakes Hello. Up. Hello. No name. Um. Zero. Um. And then zero. Uh, zero is the fool. That's everything and the nothingness. Explodes into one. Exploding into one. One if, would be if symbolized. If you're all space and all time, you might as well do something yeah. occasionally, right? Exactly. Well, and the one when you take the tarot deck, it will appear like this. You'll have the four aces. They're all in the family of one. You'll have the four tens because one plus zero is one. You'll have the sun. You'll have fortune and the magician. The magician is one, sun is 19, and the fortune is 10. Okay. Two, the twos, the priestess, justice, and judgment, and all four twos. The threes, you have all four threes, the Empress, the world, and the hanged man. Now here's why three is a magic number because as you see in, uh, and one is the most powerful number because it has the four aces and the four tens and three major cards in, the, in its family. The first three do. Well, no, one has more four. than any. Oh, it does? Because it has the four Shit. aces and the four tens. Oh. In, so, and just to clarify I, for I everybody. Didn't understand what when I'm you saying, said that. Yes, I'm saying the I four aces. You. I'm saying ace of hearts, which is symbolic of water, ace of spades, which is symbolic of fire, ace of clubs, which is symbolic of air, and ace of diamonds, which is symbolic of earth or the physical. So, and so, in the first, very first family, there are three major cards, and eight uh, symboled cards. The aces and the tens. So, to, so in number one family, number two, and number three family, there are three major arcane cards in those families. Once you get to the fourth, you only have two. Making three, the first three families, extremely powerful, which means they have more influence than all of the other families combined, even. So... 
they're the most important aspects and elements, the very base right. well, yes. of, of all of the numbers, exactly. the first three and, numbers. And if we say that we come to agreement that three represents family, they would be the first family. Yeah. And this, what we're talking, what we're discovering, this is ancient. This is like rudimentary, fundamentally ancient symbolism that transverses it's almost uh, the only language. thing that can exist. Uh, it, there is. This is a thing that I'm How saying. How could that it be anything it's, else? It's, there isn't when it comes to our number system and the way we do things and our cognitive understanding of our universe. It, you look at it and you're like, but there isn't another answer. Yeah. There are these nine families. They really exist. What do you do with the numbers after the nine families? It's up to you. But these, these exist. Those are, uh, you know, those are these single-digit numbers in all numbers yeah. that ever were, yeah. period. <laughs> and it yeah. doesn't matter where you come from. It's not like somebody out there has a different two. <laughs> you know, like, oh, our, our two, my this, two's actually two's worth six. This many and I'm holding up three fingers, yeah, right? <laughs> um, and this is universal, and, and that yeah. really is why the mathematics here cross over to our intellect. And this yeah. is what uh, fundamentally is what I'm saying about the tarot and why it affects people when they read it and why... why they see the reflection in it because that's one of the other incredible magical gifts that was passed on with it is its ability to plug into our psyche yeah much like a computer program yeah it automatically starts locking in with our thought naturally because our our thought patterns actually have a flow that is for the most part universal yeah with each other yeah and fundamental understanding yeah so it, it's it's. Well, I think math is the actual language of the universe. You know, but describes the universe. Has to be. <clears throat> so I'll finish here with the families as as they go. Um, so uh, number four is the empress and the world. Oh no no sorry that's forgive me. Number three, the empress, the world, and the hangman, and all of the four threes. Sorry about that, folks. Um, number four is the four fours. The emperor and death. The emperor is number four, and death is number thirteen. Every now, time you say that, so it always gets me. The four fours, the emperor, and, and de death, and death. And what's interesting is uh, when you study the tarot, you'll look at these these major cards, which I correlate to like gr grades in school or belts and karate. <laughs> That's how I see like the emperor and death. These are things like they just blow your mind just that one thing meditating on it and yeah. envisioning the emperor the emperor makes the law universally for everything there and you can't argue about it and who's he hanging out with yeah. death yeah someone else that is universal and you cannot fucking argue with no De there's yes. no like there's no escape yeah you cannot argue with the emperor's law no. and you cannot argue with death they're yeah. like so, and there they are in the family. So yeah. when you see fours, like when you're reading and I see fours coming up, I know that that has to do with an ending, a power struggle, an oh. absolute, things that cannot be changed. Things oh. that have such force when they show up with other cards. Then you understand that there's that a I finality know behind it. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. And correlation with court cards, which I haven't gotten into, and court cards are we'll the Jack, that. Queen, Kings, or the page. Which was actually a princess. separate... They were two separate oracles that were merged, is what I understand. It, 
Well, the one is actually, it's like, like I said, it's a book within a book. Gotcha. Because the, the court cards actually represent the people and in a solar calendar, <laughs> in a solar calendar, they represent us, Aries, you know, Pisces, oh. um, Sagittarian. Gotcha. Uh, and I can read all of this because all those correlations uh, exist and that oh. I, I have those and that's oh, wow. what the court cards are. Yeah. So if you could picture, well, here, here you bring me to another yeah, jump, jumping ahead, but, um, but I, I'm going to get back to talking about this later, but I'll just say to you where the court cards are like a solar disc rotating through the tarot deck and it represents the, the, the year, a solar year. Wow. But if you go ace through 10, because you have four suits, yeah, you have a lunar calendar. And they cross each Whoa, other. Whoa, I remember you telling me this one time in Venice like 15 yeah, years ago, and it blew my mind, and I skipped my mind, but that's so crazy. And, it, and it's all and there. It, it totally works. And uh, this is a very unusual and also gives credence to... Uh, many different things and why we adopted a solar calendar over a lunar calendar um, these are interesting questions and wow. but the tarot deck uh, I realized that so your normal playing deck of cards is a lunar deck now since I have that uh, because it goes ace through jack queen king yeah. 10 okay yeah. in a tarot deck you will often see a prince a princess a queen and a king Yeah. and I'll get into that later okay uh, that's a whole a whole another aspect, but the prince and the princess must be fused as one to remove what I call the lock of the moon. Once you rem you fuse the prince and the princess, which are basically the same thing anyhow, yes, um, it becomes like a normal deck of playing cards. Wow! And now you have a solar calendar spinning with the lunar calendar, which I will go into talking that, about because those amazing. ace it's through ten is your Mayan calendars, your lunar calendars, which yeah. I'm going to get to later, but okay. I don't want to really throw things totally out of whack. Totally, as that's, just, that's amazing. Um, but the Mayan calendar we'll fits perfect over, and it blew my mind when that happened. And it came when I discovered what I call the lock of the moon in the tarot deck. That, yeah. And uh, like I said, folks, these are the things, these, discussing these things can drive you insane <laughs> because you can find me meaning and true meaning throughout the expanse of the meditation involved with the tarot deck. Again, so, most likely due to its holographic principle, it, hologrammatic, exactly. hologrammatic principle. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to finish here. So we were with the emperor and death and the four fours symbolizing the fourth family. The fifth family is the four fives, the hierophant and temperance, uh, which is interesting because remember I told you that number five is the etheric. And a etheric is something that must be taught and must be understood. And the Hierophant is the card of teaching. Yeah. And temperance is the understanding of what it takes to temper, say, steel, yeah. or to temper a soul. Wow. To be, and what does it mean? It means to be made aware of the unseen things, to take into account how you affect people, how your work affects people. And this amazing, and no wonder five is uh, the number of trials, really. Yeah. Because it's what it's like. Hey, when you're a kid, it's like the flame is on the stove, and your mother says, "Don't stick your hand in the fire," and you <laughs> do it because you've got to. 
<laughs> you know, and but now you know the secret. Yeah. That shit is hot. <laughs> and you should have listened to your mother. But therein lies the, you know, this this whole correlation of things that must be, you know, you don't yeah. see it. It's until. so amazing how I, every time every time we I, a big reason why I'm having Greg on today is we've had this discussion a million times and uh every time it just blows blows my mind freshly and it's so great to hear and it's always so plainly amazing to me how all of these aspects overlap and and the design of this it, it's a, it's amazing it's really beautiful, yeah. and the thing is is you know i i've read a lot of books in tarot and looked at a lot and i had to discard a lot of things that were written by people but when i got down to the fundamentals i think there are things here that we can universally agree on and that's where I've chosen to pr maintain my studies. Not with the, I mean, there's empaths out there that'll be like, oh, but the empress means this and number three means this. That's great. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm a little more rooted in science here. Yeah. I want to be talking about the same three. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> the same yeah. two with yeah. someone. Yeah. So we can actually. But exploring this as, as again, exploring this as a, as a more of a psychological technology. And be, because it works and because it seems to work on mystical levels doesn't discount the fact that it's actually still a technology. It's man-made. Exactly. And yeah. I, look, em empaths, they find stuff in the weirdest places. And, and so vegans, I, too. Ex exactly. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I have vegan friends. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to say <laughs> anything against empathic ability because yeah. they can use cards. They can use musical instruments. They can use flower. I mean, they really can use almost anything to get to their space where they can where they're, they're they can empath and it they up can and, empath <laughs> yeah they can feel what's going on with you help exactly so. and and so i would never want to take away that and in no way am i saying an absolute you know this is a, a flexible membrane here so greg says you're a fraud basically out there if you're listening anybody That's at all what i said at all <laughs> um what I am saying is that for, for those of you that are empathic and use your cards in a certain way I'm not taking away from that but I would like you to take a chance and break your deck down into the nine families and give some uh, meditate uh, on give it. some thought to what I'm saying and if you and if you find another way then please do and if you got something to add you let Matt and I know because it's mostly great because I'm an idiot yeah right he keeps telling you that but don't believe it <laughs> all right now here's one of my favorite correlations I was just talking about the five fives yes. we were talking about the five fives the hair font and temperance and how that's the unseen the four fives now, Greg I'm sorry there's only four of them four fives did I say five fives yeah but it, it's natural oh, oh god <laughs> numbers um anyway um now in the as I was talking about the formula of creation you know you know the fire the water the air the earth and how we make a spell or how we draw a, a thought into an action or how we create anything, how an engineer goes about making the blueprints to build the building. Yeah. That goes into the etheric, but six is where that happens. Gotcha. Like, so whereas zero is the, the physical, nothing. The physical ground right. manifestation. But that's where the six is where it's going to happen. The seven is the action of it. Now, what I'm saying this and why I'm highlighting this is because I'm about to tell you the members of the sixth family. Okay. And I find it very appropriate. And when I first made this correlation, and I was just like, what, are you kidding? These guys are family members? Okay. It blew my mind. So in the number six in the tarot, major arcane and, and lower trumps, 
you have the four sixes, the lovers, and the devil. So the lovers wow. and the devil, major arcane cards, share the same family. They also share a story. That they totally do. From Genesis, but it's a pre it's a pre Hebrew mm. story even. Yes. Yeah. Well and hence just everything about that being the physicality of where things are created and the lovers, yeah. which are creative yeah. in their very being. Yeah. They are the fusing of the dualities of the universe. They are the fusing of the family. Of everything that is created comes out of the lovers. And the yes. devil, what holds you back or what the repercussions will be for your actions, yeah. for what you create right there yeah. at the place of where it happens in the field of six. Bam. And then often sometimes the things that hold you back are the reasons why you create what you create. Yeah. So sometimes the thing that is the negative force makes you the person that you, you are and makes you in another totally. way. Yeah. And so there's a duality wow. going on right there in the sixes with them sharing that family space. So when I'm reading cards and I see the lovers come up or I see the devil come up, I'm thinking about that space. I'm thinking about this for this person I'm reading for. This is what is coming up for them. This is where they're getting ready to create something. Like, or yeah. something has been created that's messing with them, which is so emotionally charged because, you know, I mean, the devil conceptually is very, look, whenever, whatever religion it is and you bring up the devil, he's still a family member. <laughs> he's not like, oh, he just crawled out of the nothingness and, you know, no, like he's uh, hand in hand with creation. Yeah. Or she. It's just an aspect, or it, another rather. aspect. It has to exist. It yeah. is the dark. But it yeah. cannot be ignored anymore no. as like not something that's part of it. No. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, the, the concept of the devil and what it means. and uh, It's just ne it's it's, a necessary part of the duality. Yeah. The Whenever the singularity expands into a, it, the, the multitude, yeah. there needs to be the devil. There needs to be the chaotic it, ha it has to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's life, everybody. That's life. Sorry. Uh, the sevens. The four sevens, the chariot and the tower, which is, again, <laughs> when I say to you that seven is the number of movement. That makes sense. And flow wow. in the logical equation, you come up with the chariot, which is basically the vehicle, yeah. and the tower, which is ultimate meltdown transformation. Yeah. Um, and, again, amazing correlation. Now, as I said in the magical equation, number eight is where you actually, whatever it was, comes to a perfected state, comes to its maturity. Eight, you have, perfection. You in, have, in the number eight in exactly. a lot of cultures is so symbolized have, by the symbol oh, yeah. of infinity. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, karmic, yeah. a lot of karma with it. Yeah. And uh, that is uh, symbolized in the tarot deck by the four eights, strength, and the star. And... Uh, so strength is number eight. Wow. And the star is uh, 17 in the tarot deck, in the major arcane. And those, a star is, uh, that's your destiny. <laughs> that's your fate. That's wow. like the apex symbolize what we are all going towards, that the star. And yeah. strength is the solidness of the undeniable. The spell has been cast. The parts have been used. They've gone through the reactions of the devils and the lover, you know. Yeah. The, and they've gotten there in the movement of the seven and they're coming into bloom. 
Yeah. Regardless, there's no stopping it. Wow. That is the spell at work or the action, the, the point of where the explosion exists. Perfection. Perfection. It is the surfer on the wave. Yes. Falling in yes. to the tube. Yes. That moment. Yeah. And from there, there is only one way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and that is to the nine. Yeah. Uh, because look, let's face it, the surfer, I love that analogy because it's so perfect. Yeah. Because no matter what you do in life, perfection does not last. No. Uh, youth doesn't Even last. Even if you're perfect and, on the ride, exactly. the, the wave ends. It, it ends. You're yeah. either going to bail out, yeah. get knocked out, or you're going to ride it into shore. Those are really your only options. Yeah. And most of the time you're going to bail out because you want to go out and catch another wave. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that is the thing that people got to remember. You know, the eight is the standing and the yin-yang. Yeah. One foot in the dark and one foot in the light and that balance. Now, I think now we're getting into some really interesting places here with the tarot deck because what it's fundamentally saying to us here is that in a perfected state of mind, you must be in the center and completely balanced. Wow. And so to maintain the flight. Because how long is the wave? Well, it does raise a question here. How long is the wave? Well, we see it in our own reality, our own physical, but we're talking in an extrapolated universe here using these cards, so the wave is infinite. Yeah, I was going to say. And that infinity is some amazing wisdom being given out by the tarot right there. So that hold on, folks. We only have to surf forever. Exactly. <laughs> Fall into the cosmic current. Um, yeah. And the nines. And I love this. When I saw this, uh, it really hit home for me. Um, but the nines, the four nines, the hermit, number nine, and the moon, oh. number 18. Uh, so number one is the sun, and number nine is the moon. So if you circle wow. them together you will see that it, they are face to face. So the hermit and the moon completing the, the nine families, it's, it's really mind boggling when you look at it and you just realize that, yeah, the moon is the furthest distance from where you started, from the sun, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like the life journey. And, yeah. and, or the, uh, the, or any action you do, period, yeah. from the tiniest one to the most important one that you think. Yeah. They all take the same steps. The river flows that direction, thought-wise and spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And that's really what I wanted to bring forward with um, talking about the numbers today. I think that's probably that you finish up a little bit. I probably would would okay, end well, with that and just what do we'll some just discuss. do is we'll just we'll we'll just call this uh like part one i think we're only we're not even quite an hour in so uh okay. i'll just i'm gonna even stop it right now um